I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time for kickoff. Kickoff. Birds in the end zone. Touchdown! With Boomer Asiason and Mike Valenti. And we are back. It is kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Booms, how are you? I'm doing great. And it's week six already, Mike. And, you know, interestingly enough, last week on the NFL Today, Coach Cower said something to us that I didn't even really think of. And you and I have been talking about the problems with preseason and coming out of preseason and how the football's a little sloppy. There's a lot of missed tackles. Yeah. Coaches are not really on their games and they're making a lot of mistakes. And Coach Cower said this when he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers that October was when the coaches started to take over, meaning that they started to understand who their teams were, who the teams they were playing are, because now they have four games or five games of tape on those teams. And now we should start seeing some of these teams and maybe some of these older quarterbacks in new places starting to improve because they're going to start feeling a little bit more comfortable. And I'm thinking like a guy like, you know, Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. Yeah. It's now time to turn on the Jets because they play the Jaguars this week, who they've already lost to, and they're kind of hanging around at 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. And they've had 10 days to prep. Exactly. So this is where maybe we start seeing some movement here, some improved uh, play from some of these teams at least, and uh, hopefully week six brings us some exciting games. What Boomer's really telling you is now the real season starts. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the rundown. We've got a real doozy of a, a kickoff here. This, this is the NFL Rundown. All right, so Bears and Commanders was the game that nobody asked for. Who cares? Uh, But that's not the story. Yesterday, Seth Wickersham, ESPN.com, you read it, I read it. The Dan Snyder story, just for the people, Boomer, if you want to feel for it, uh, a quote from this article, the NFL is a mafia, he recently told an associate. This is Dan Snyder. All owners hate each other. That's not true, one veteran owner says. All the owners hate Dan, close quote. NFL meetings Tuesday begin. They're talking about a possible move against this guy. He's claiming he has dirt on owners. I I mean, Boomer, just unpack it. Uh, Unpack it. It's really hard to unpack other than the fact that I can tell you not only do the owners dislike Dan Snyder and don't think that he's good for business, I would think that Commander's fans don't like Dan Snyder as he is not good for the football team. And with all the things that have gone on there, over the last three or four years. And this is also the place where John Gruden ended up getting fired because of all of the emails between the former president of the uh, the Redskins when there were the Redskins and now the commanders, uh, Bruce Allen, got into it. So uh, there was a lot of backstabbing in that that building, a lot of insecurities in that building, and it was all kind of permeated around the owner. And, you know, if this were the NBA – I do believe that this owner would be forced to sell. A hundred percent. I don't know if he will be forced to sell this coming Tuesday. I don't think that they will take a vote as to whether or not they want to have the team removed uh, from him. But I think Al Michaels said it, you know, on the broadcast Thursday night that I think everybody in the NFL would be just happy 
if he would walk away and sell the team. Now, I got to tell you, this team has got to be worth somewhere north of three and a half to four and a half billion dollars. They were listed as the number six franchise in all of sports value wise, and it could be as much as five billion. Yeah, I mean, so, and a lot of that has to do with the stadium and the, I guess they purchased some land over in Virginia to build the new stadium. So I wish for everybody's sake who is involved in all of this, the NFL, the players, Ron Rivera, the fans of the commanders, that that Dan Snyder would come to his senses and realize, look, you know, you're just not wanted here. Well, and, and the other thing, and it's, it, it, and again, I encourage you guys to read it. It is a long-form piece. I know reading's not very popular these days. But the ways that they could try to take the air out of the room to get him to sell are fascinating. Whether it is owners generally get a $200 million loan, they're going to deny him that. There's a debt service issue. They're going to enforce that. Um Look, they have the lowest gate in the league. No one's going to the games. And also, remember, they hid money from the owners right. as it's, well. Right. It's all of it. Uh, it's a fascinating read. There, Do you believe – how about this? Tuesday won't be the day that this all goes down, but do you believe sitting here a year from now, Dan Snyder still owns the uh, Washington I, Commanders? I would say I would say yes, only because I think he's vindictive enough to actually yeah. fight this thing out and drag it out and try to embarrass as many people as he possibly can. Unless, of course, um, what happened with Donald Sterling in the NBA, you know, Steve Ballmer came in and played, paid an unprecedented $2 billion for... Right. He doubled him up. For Donald Sterling to go away. If that is what Dan Snyder's trying to do here, to ramp the number up to a point where... Uh, the NFL owners and whoever the new owner would be, I would think somebody like a Jeff Bezos from Amazon would pay doubly for this franchise. A convenience fee. Right, and then maybe he leaves. And I'm sure there's also some agreement in there, Mike, that if the team is sold, a portion of those proceeds have got to go back to the other 31 owners, I would imagine. Correct. And, and just real quick, do you believe he has the goods, or is that the ultimate bluff of a paranoid person? I think it's... Uh, I think it's potential. I think it's possible, yes. I mean, there's probably a lot of things that have been said in meetings that he's been privy to, that he's been around, that he's witnessed. And, you know, look, he's been under attack for at least four or five years now. Uh, and there's probably, in his eyes, been a lot of leaks that have come from with inside the NFL, which have probably ramped up his anger towards the NFL and the other owners. So anything is possible with him. I think he's vindictive, but I also think – He's going to get five or six billion dollars for this name franchise, and I think the fans would be happy with that. Look, if you love NFL football, the, I think the thing for me, respect the product, respect the shield. You know, don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution on stuff. Like when I see owners do stuff like this, they don't even respect what they're a part of. That drives me crazy as a fan. It's like this is where, at a certain point, these other owners, you do have to take a pride level in what we're doing. It's more than money. This is the great. This is like how we knight the rich in this country. Yeah, I, you own a team. This is the one thing you got to do. If all he is don't like him, it only takes twenty four years to get this dude out. Yeah, you know, I don't think like when he talks about having dirt on the NFL. It's certainly not on the Ford family, the Rooney family, the Brown family, the McCaskey family. Oh, he's going right after Mara Jerry. Isn't he? You know, he's going to go right after Jerry. He'll go after Roger Goodell, maybe Bob Kraft. You know, people like that that are at the top of the league that do have a lot of say in the decision-making of the league. But the old-time families, you know, they got great businesses. They just want to be able to go and own a football team and go to football games on the weekends and, and like to be a part of the community. 
And this is unfortunate that this could ultimately get as ugly, I, I think, as we all think it will. It's and, TV drama. And it's now, insane. You know, now you also have the, the impact of social media on top of all of this. So now you all or we all understand how everybody feels about it. Right. Maybe, right. maybe 20 years ago, that wouldn't have been the case. Real quick on Ron Rivera. Commanders win the game last night. Still feels like he lost the week. The Carson Wentz story broke early. He then tried to backtrack. He got posted up in the post game. He And Ron Rivera's normally a very calm, reserved guy. He went nuts. Where do you st- where do you feel Rivera stands amidst all of this going on? I think he's untouchable myself. Um, you know, it's not his fault that this team keeps going through and cycling through quarterbacks. It reminds me a little bit of Indianapolis and Carolina. They can't seem to really settle on one guy. And what Ron was saying earlier in the week about Carson Wentz, I don't look at it as, as literal as everybody else did. I think what he was trying to say is that, look, man, our guy's been here for five weeks. Can you, can we give the guy a break and let him just try to play football until he settles in here? And I keep saying, and I've, and I've said it to you week one, and I'll say it to you here in week six, that these new quarterbacks in new places, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, uh, uh, Matt Ryan, of course, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz is one of these players. It takes time. It takes a lot of time, and it's not going to be easy. And these teams around them aren't all that good anyway. No. So I think that's where Ron R- Rivera was coming from when he said what he said. He did apologize to Carson. He did it in front of the team. Carson appreciated it. And lo and behold, they came away with an ugly win. But a win in the NFL is never ugly when you're on that side. Yeah, you don't apologize for no, it. No, you but don't. You all just... of America really paid the price for watching that. <laughs> um, let's go to. I want to go Sunday night Bengals Ravens with you because these are two teams we've talked a lot about. Um, uneven game. Ravens blow another lead. End up making the plays. I want to get your sense of where you're at with both of these teams. For me, the Bengals O, o- line is still a problem. But talk to me about the Ravens Bengals and who kind of you favor. Uh, to win that division. Uh, I'm still going to favor the Bengals, um, and I think the O-line will come together eventually, and I, I do believe wholeheartedly in their passing game. I think that's a team that once they hit their stride, they haven't hit their stride yet, that they will be able to come back in any game that they're playing in. Yep. They'll be able to explode for 30 points at a, at a moment's notice, and they're going to go on a run just like they did last year. I just feel like this team is just too good, and their defense is underrated. It, every every week it keeps this team in games. And Lou Anarumo, their defense coordinator, is terrific. So they're on the road to New Orleans this week. I think they win. I think the Giants are going to give the Ravens a hell of a fight this Sunday. All right, let's just go. We have to do it. They and and then put some respect on it. They are the four and one. I don't know how they're here. New York Giants beat the Packers in London. So let me do, let me ask you it this way: How real are the Giants? How flawed are the Packers? Yeah, I don't know how real the Giants are. I'm still sitting here trying to figure out how this know, is happening. How this is happening because it's you know Daniel Jones is not Josh Allen, but he's running that offense, and he's only you know last week he threw the ball I think 27 times, completed 22 balls, and I think he ran for 10, uh, 10 times for significant yardage on a bad ankle. So I think the coaching staff is like, wow, okay, this kid can play, and he's going to play hurt, and he's going to lay it on the line. This is the kind of leader we want. We know that he's not Josh Allen. Do you think he's earning his way back? I, I kind of feel like what is the alternative for the Giants if we're sitting here and they are, say, 10-7, and seven, and oh they get God. a wild card? What a dream sequence. Right. So what what is the other alternative at quarterback for Giants? Because they're going to be out of the mix for a high draft pick. Therefore, they're going to have to sign Daniel Jones, in my eyes, and maybe it's not to a ridiculously big contract so where they can fill in around him and clean up some of the mess that they have at wide receiver and add some more yeah. on the defense. And again, side. they went to London last week, Booms. The top three wideouts don't travel. 
three of your top four defensive players don't play, and they still beat the pack. So talk to me. I, I, I told you, I didn't think much of Green Bay this year. I thought the way that the, the Adams thing, they didn't address it. Where And by the way, their defense, all these first-round picks, all this money, where are you at with Green Bay? Well, they're also in tight games. I think they're a better team than Minnesota. I really do. Um, I, I'd, I'd much rather have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback than Kirk Cousins, especially in a primetime game and in, in a playoff game. Primetime Cousins. Right. So I, I just think that, uh, again, you know, this, this league is all about parity, and it's still very, very close. And, you know, look, the Giants had the ball moved on them all the way down to yep. the four-yard line, for God's sake. And a, and a couple player and a couple plays here or there, then maybe the Green Bay Packers yep. win this game. So I still think they're a good team, and I'm just, I'm just not totally sold on the Giants yet. But this is a be. momentum weekend for them. It is because they're at home, they're against a good team, and if they win the game, now their Giant fans are going to be thinking we got a chance here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Are you talking momentum? Talk about the Jets. And I, I, I wrote this down early in the week because this is how I wanted to ask you. When is the last time that you believed in the direction of this franchise the way you do currently? I would have to say when they initially drafted Sam Darnold. When they traded up to go get him. Yeah. Everybody thought he was going to be a can't-miss player. Guilty as charged. Right. So, But the way that the whole thing went down and the changing of coaches and the changing of general managers and everything else – you felt like it was the same old Jets, and they try to not be the same old Jets. But I will say at this point, you see Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, uh, you know, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and, of course, Zach Wilson. You see a lot of young players, Quinn and Williams, yeah. and you're saying to yourself, finally they got playmakers in the, on both sides of the ball. And now it really comes down to whether or not Zach Wilson is going to be the player that we saw in the fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. Because he didn't play great against the Dolphins, but no. he didn't play poorly either. He no. didn't turn the ball over, made some nice throws. But I, I wanted to see him be more dominant in that game. And I want to see now how he reacts going to Lambeau this yeah, week. Yeah, be feisty. You know what? I don't expect him to win. It's not fair to expect him to win. But go there, be feisty. Be in that game. Be in that game in the fourth quarter. Maybe you fall short, maybe you lose by 10. But be feisty. I want to see Zach Wilson be better. Say people would say about this game that Green Bay has probably had a really long week coming back from London. Yes. They lose to the Giants, who everybody thought that they would beat, and I'm sure themselves thought that they were going to beat the Giants. And now it just gets uncomfortable. And it, it is a spot in where the Jets are walking into a hornet's nest, much like they were walking into a hornet's nest when they played the, uh, the Bengals, yes. I think, in week two or three. And the Bengals came in there and wiped them out. Um, I want to ask you about Kyler Murray because I just I, – I don't know if I'm making too much of it, but towards the end of the game, everybody saw it. No awareness, no football IQ, slide short of the marker on second and one, spikes it on third and one. Now you got a fourth and one and you got to get a, a guy off the street to kick the field goal versus Kyler. Go make sure you get the first down, give up your body, two shots at the end zone, maybe you win the game. I just I am at a point with Kyler Murray where I can appreciate his ability 
but I've had enough of the mental nonsense. Well, this goes back to his contract extension and what the Cardinals put in that contract extension about spending extra time looking at tape and getting prepared for the game that is at hand. And Kyra last year, and, and you and I think I talked about this week one about him, he told the New York Times that he doesn't have to worry about you know, overly studying the game plan because it just comes natural. To yeah, you him. like that comment? I, I don't like that comment yeah. because what you want is you want your quarterback to be the most involved, the most engaged player on the team with his offense, understanding down, distance, and situation. And, you know, I don't care how he dresses. It doesn't matter. That doesn't no, matter that means to me. Nothing. You can be as flamboyant as you want. Right. Joe Burrow is awesome yeah. and dresses wild. Who yes, cares? I don't really care. But what I do care about is how you carry yourself on the field and the plays that you make. And that is a troubling play that he made last week, which, again, continues the conversation about who he is as a player. And I think who that staff is, too. I mean, you get to a point they just make mistakes all the time. We'll get to their game in Seattle. I think it's one of the most interesting games of the week. Uh, We'll get to the picks. we got a lot to do. I do have a, a heat index on coaching and our weekly special now, the the coaching malfeasance play of the week. I'm going to give you a multiple choice here, Booms. We'll get to that as well. All coming up next, kickoff with Boomer and Valenny.